Hey, what's up, friend? It is Sam Altieri. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I am a coach and an author and a speaker, and I am so stoked you're here to help you heal your relationship with food and your body. If you've ever struggled with your weight, with body image, with food, you are in the right place. It is something that I struggled with for years and years and years, and after helping hundreds of women overcome their food and body image struggles, you are next. I am so stoked to bring you all the strategies, all the tools all the mindset work to help you feel confident in your body again so you can take your life back be unstoppable be confident be a freaking badass because that's what you truly are and this podcast is exactly for you i'm so stoked to bring it to you and i'm so grateful you are here now let's dive into the episode and i'm so excited to see you transform Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have a former client um, and now an amazing friend of mine, Alex Chang, that I wanted to bring onto the podcast because she has made such incredible progress working with me over the past year or two and is now transitioning into another phase in her life. And I wanted to bring her on to have a open conversation about what it's like to make the leap from a nine to five, and also what it's like to take total control, feel good in your body, build up the confidence to be able to do something like this. Um, And I'm so proud of her, and I'm so excited to have her on. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. It's definitely, hearing you say that in a nice summary feels so weird that like, because it's just such weird turmoil to go through that it's so hard to get some clarity but it's just like so nice to hear someone put it like in a nice sentence (laughs) (laughs) neatly wrapped with a bow (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) totally um so for everyone listening um why don't you share a little bit about um the journey that you had with me before talking about the work stuff I want you Mm -hmm. to just kind of go over like where you were when you first started working with me and what that relationship became and then where you are now in your, um, in your body and your relationship with food and, and fitness too. Yeah. So for me, when I first started, first started with Sam or even before then I was like, no control. I heavily relied on other people telling me what to do for workouts because I was like always always doing some kind of group sports whether it's playing volleyball playing competitive frisbee so like there's always group workouts so it's like oh if I stick to these these will be good enough to like be in shape whatever that meant for me at that time but then my relationship with food was so bad that it was like oh like during my competitive season for ultimate frisbee it was like uh because I'm running like 26 miles every other week I can eat and drink as much as I can and then come winter I deserved to eat whatever I could because come summer, I'm like, I won't have time to really eat whatever I want. So it's just such an unhealthy relationship of like, I'm going to eat whatever I want and hope for the best slash I was in my younger twenties, early twenties. So it's like my metabolism is like at its peak and I can do, I can get away with everything. And then 
I met Sam like probably when I was like mid to late 20s when I was like, oh, I've noticed there's a change. I'm in a healthy relationship, which means I'm going to gain that healthy relationship weight. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like get back on the bandwagon of like consistently figuring out a routine. And also like what I thought was healthy really wasn't because I'm like, oh yeah, like eat a salad with this stuff and then like binge on the weekends. But like, it's okay. Cause I was pretty good for like 80% of the week. Mm-hmm. And then like working Sam, learning like how to lift, actually how to like maintain a good relationship with food, but more importantly, like maintain the balance of a routine. And like with working with Sam for these few years, like I really learned to like, one, not just think of like food as just like, it's just food and like life is too short and like might as well enjoy it Two, like no matter what I look like I am going to be healthy I am going to be happy about it and then like more importantly like just because I screw up doesn't mean I can't just start all over again it's just like just because I screw up once doesn't mean failure rather than it was hard but it's harder to continue it which is like shows the resilience I have and so like I just went on like a week-long vacation in the Outer Banks. I just got back last night, actually. Oh, really? And, you were so tan, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, every day was, like, a hodgepodge of eating of, like, oh, well, like, one day for breakfast, so, like, quickly grab some food, like, ate some chips, drank a lot, and, like, normally in the past, I would feel miserable, but, like, every single day, I was, like, oh, I feel really good. I feel, like, great, like, um, like even was like in a bathing suit every day and I was just like I feel fine even though I'm eating like trash because it's like I found other ways to figure out like how am I gonna like enjoy this week but also like what am I gonna do to like balance that out like go for walks do a workout this and that so it's like yeah like I can eat like trash but that's just one week that's not who I'm gonna be for like the rest of September the rest of 2020. Yeah Oh, that's so beautiful, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Um, And how do you feel in your, like, current body? Oh, I feel, I mean, I have my ups and downs, which is normal for everyone, but there's definitely more ups, better days than bad days. And, like, when I have those bad days, it sucks, but it's, like, I'll get through them. Like, I'll just put on that, like, cozy sweater, oversized shirt and be like, you know what, I'll just let it be me. Mm-hmm. and just roll with it because like one kind of helps with pandemic like all I'm gonna see is my fiance and my dog in the day but at the same time like everyone's so self-conscious of each other no one's really looking to be like oh yeah she's definitely having a fat day yeah <laughs> imagine if we had like a sign in our head that was like fat day or like not like it was like this is how I'm feeling about my body today you had to wear that on your forehead like, oh my god yeah sometimes though <laughs> But, like, even so, it's just, like, it feels good that, like, working with, like, honestly, working with you, Sam, and working with, like, the group of women I was working with, like, we all had those moments regardless of how we looked, so it's nice to feel, like, those, those good and bad days, like, we're all feeling it, we're all in this together, so it's, like, it sucks, but we'll get through it. A new day will come. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally, and even, like, Alex, like, your energy has totally shifted from, like, um, almost like that victim mentality to like total growth mindset, like, okay, this isn't working and how can I change it or what can I do or what I, what do I need to let go of? And before you would have had, like, I remember you coming to me and like there being a problem and you just wallowing in that and like being in it. 
Oh yeah. Those were like, it's just so tiring. And like, but I totally remember those days. It would be like, here's my problem. Okay, let's just lift weights and I'll just keep thinking about it and hope it goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're you're so much more like solution focused and forward focused and not letting your past define your future. And I think like as somebody that's had body image, so much body image shit myself um, and all like comments that people make and all that shit, like I know you've had your fair share of it too. It's like rewriting your story and choosing to focus on what you, what is your truth right? Oh yeah, definitely. That's like, I couldn't have said it a better way. (laughs) Amazing. Well, um, I'm so proud of all the progress you've made and I want to kind of dig into the topic of our discussion today and intention for our podcast, um, which is, so for you guys listening, Alex is a program manager for um, leadership development and she is super interested in maybe doing her own thing. Um, jump and chip. And uh, she came to me because I started a business mentorship recently helping other women basically leave their nine to five and chase their their dream. And she was asking me a bunch of questions. I'm like, let's just get on a freaking podcast and talk about this. Um, so here we are. And um, so yeah, Alex, like, where are you now in that journey? And um, talk to me about like the leap that you want to make and and then we can dig in and get all of your questions answered. Yeah, so just a backstory for everyone. So I've had a history of actually um, being an event manager beforehand. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go be an event manager, maybe own my own company or director, whatever that next step would look like. Pandemic hits and events is kind of like out the door, but also more importantly, like looking fast forward in my life and what things I want to be as like a partner, a mother or to be mother, whatever that's going to be. Oh my God. Is there something you haven't told us yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, like in the future things, it's like that career really doesn't fit well into the life I really want to have. Mm. And so with silver lining with this pandemic, I can kind of figure out like what that next step in my career is. And so I work for an AI startup company currently. And so um, with them, they're able to fortunately keep me on during the pandemic and made the transition to talent development, working particularly in leadership development for women um, in the tech space, which has been amazing to start and been working in and really seeing like, I love working and focusing on a career around talent development mm. and like learning that like the company I'm in now, as great it is and fortunate I am to have the experience of this, learning it's not really the organization I'm looking to stay in. So it's like, what were my options? And so I've been hearing so many people like, this is like a like uncertainty time and everything. So a lot of people are like, why don't we just jump ship, start our own company, jump ship, start our own thing, or go to another place as careers are like, a lot of jobs are coming back. Mm-hmm. But the issue is like, the big question I have for you, Sam, is yeah. even this uncertainty time, do I take the leap of faith where I consistently get and keep my nine to five job where I'm going to get a paycheck every week, every other week. It's like a consistent payroll. While like once you jump ship and go to your own business, start your own business, that uncertainty is just like, who knows? Mm-hmm. And so like, what made you confident that either confident in you or confident in your field that you're like, I can still make a business out of this. I can consistently grow and either like 
I guess this is like financially wise of like building that confidence to be able to get a, like a paycheck. Totally. This is an amazing question. And I think like, it's also the thing that like this one question is the thing that holds people back from ever jump, right? Because the unknown can feel so fucking scary. And it's, it's so scary that you live in fear your whole life. And then you get Mm -hmm. to the end of your life and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't I just make the leap? Right. Right. Um, So it's amazing that you're asking this question. And this is something that obviously I asked myself when I left my architecture job in, I think it was 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the first, to, to answer your question, like, how do you take the leap, right? Like, how do you have the faith and the the courage and the confidence mm-hmm. and the it's going to work out? Um, and I think the first thing is like <clears throat> cultivating the trust within myself that I've always figured it out. Like I've always been okay, even in the hardest of times. Um, and I've always, like, that's been a pillar, like that's a core value of mine is belief in myself. Like I can fucking do hard shit. I will figure it out. I'll find a way. And I worked my way backwards from asking myself, what's the worst thing that could happen? And so in my instance, like I was not making my, I was making 40, I think like 40 or $45,000 with a master's Mm -hmm. degree in architecture. And that was barely enough to save any money because I was paying mm-hmm. for my loans and living in Boston. Um, and I was in like credit card debt. Like it was a, f- I was a fucking mess, but I was like, at the end of the day, like my worst case scenario is pretty much the scenario I'm in right now. I'm unhappy. I'm not making the mm-hmm. money I want. Um, and if just say I make this leap, and it doesn't work out, I could always get another job in architecture. I could always work at Starbucks also if I needed more money. <laughs> I could always, right? Like there's so many of these I could always. Mm-hmm. It's like when times are hard, you get fucking resourceful and creative. And for me, like my leap was faith in myself, one, but two, like really looking at, okay, say this doesn't work out and like I get no clients and everyone hates me and I'm a bad, like this is when I was doing personal training. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, just say I suck at this. Okay, cool. I still have another skill set that I can use. And I was like, I can just always get another job. Like, and it just puts me right back in the same place. And maybe it was just a sidestep and a break. And the worst case scenario really like it was so much worse in my head. Right. Because mm-hmm. it felt like I was, if I was going to make that jump, I was going to go broke and die. That's how it felt before I mapped out the, like, what's the worst case scenario when I realized the worst case scenario was not bad at all. I was like, oh, I could deal with that for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like for me, it was worth trying because I'm like, there's no way I'm living my whole life not trying this out and seeing other people do it. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, there's no way that they can't, that they're the only per- people doing this. Like there can't be hundreds of thousands of other trainers that are doing this <laughs> or coaches now. And it's like, that's always been the thing. I'm like, Oh, if they can do it, I can do it. I want that. It's like, they're not any more worthy or deserving than me. Like I'm just going to put in the work and do it. And here we are. <laughs> that's, that's all it. <laughs> that's all folks. <laughs> <laughs> but then so with, even with this even putting that that confidence in yourself the faith in yourself how did you drain out all the noises outside of it because once you start telling your friends your family your coworkers, not only do they put more like 
cast their doubts onto you because it's not everyone always has this worry of like if I do it on my own can I make it mm-hmm. and then to project project that on you how did you also downplay those voices and be like no my confidence is greater than that yeah um I think this was the hardest part for me personally as somebody who always wanted to fit in like my whole life that's what I was trying to do is like fit in and be loved And it was no different when I was starting my business. And I think um, I actually didn't really tell anybody at first because it didn't feel safe enough to do yet. And Mm -hmm. um, what I mean by that is I only told my boyfriend at the time who was into fitness and was like very like he, he believed in me so much. Like I borrowed his belief in me until I had enough of my own because I was freaking the fuck out like during the actual leap I can say it now like oh yeah like I'm good right but in 2016 I was like what am I doing with my life I just spent $180,000 on an education my mom's gonna kill me like my friends are gonna think I'm crazy they're gonna abandon me like my coworkers are gonna hate me my boss is gonna kill me all these things like all these other people and my boyfriend and like two other people in my life were just like Sam, this is what you need to be doing. Like you're, you are going to crush it. And I don't even know if they truly like, they didn't know that. Right. But like they believed Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, like it it was just like that persistent little nagging that was enough to be like, all right, well, I don't have to just totally leave architecture and then totally become a coach like that. And Mm -hmm. so I did it in smaller steps. Um, and this is what I like recommend for, and this is like what I recommend for you, what I recommend for all the women that I'm coaching right now. Like you don't have to go like zero to a hundred, like leave your job and like start a business, right? Because that's like, that's a lot of fear. But what you can do is start a side hustle as you're in your nine to five and then build up some experience, build up some expertise, start to share it, start to get excited about it. Let it re- like own that it's your side hustle. And then when you have enough money saved up and you feel safe enough that there is the market for it and that people are coming to you for this thing, then it's like, also a vista baby. And that took me a while to build up. Like I left my job did a a contract like design exhibition. I was basically like a museum designer for for a summer. Um, worked at the oh, gym. was that when you had your show? Yeah, you came to that show, right? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That was like a that was a um, a contract that I was awarded, and I'm like, well, I'm a good designer. Like, I can at least play to this. So that mm-hmm. was like, okay, that's my summer money. And um, I worked at the front desk of the gym, making eleven dollars an hour to start because I was like, well, I'll get a free gym membership and then I can just start practicing kind of training, pseudo training people. Mm -hmm. And that was really like what it was. I was super hyper aware of all of my spending and I really just believed in myself. And I was like, I put myself out there. I was just like, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing. And I just spoke it out there and people came, people came because they, they liked me. The people that liked me came like you, (laughs) for example. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so I think we, like, having mm-hmm. a mentor is is what I was in like to answer your question is having a person that you can trust that you can borrow belief from because it's fucking scary to do it by yourself and sometimes you just can't get out of your own head 
So how did you find your mentor, your person who you borrowed that belief from? Because I think I remember you mentioning this. I, this is like, as you're saying this, it's like, I'm like starting to really like remember bits and pieces of like when you were telling this when we first met. Granted, that was many years ago. Now, when I say that, I feel like we're really old, but we're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, how can you know it's like the right person tell you? Because like, yeah, like our significant others will always have that, as long as they're like the right significant others for you, like they'll have that undying belief. But it's also always hard to be like, do you mean that? Or are you just being like super supportive? And so it's like finding that right person to be able to like really be that, your support, that like your rock to continue to push you in the right direction. Or when you have those really bad days to reassure you that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, totally. Um, So this answer is probably not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. And it's... um, it's basically, first of all, asking for it, like mm-hmm. writing it down, manifesting the shit out of it, being like, I want a, I want a mentor. I want somebody that's going to help me take this next step and, and guide me. Um, and then secondly, I think it's looking at somebody who's where you want to be. Uh, because that's all of my mentors in my life have been where I've wanted to be. It may not, been, um, it may not have been like literally where I want to be, right? But they have the feelings that I want from the thing I want. So like for you, if having that business of your own means freedom and family and the life you want and balance and just like being able to create your own schedule and clients and all these things, it's like who in your life has that? It doesn't need to be in your exact field, but who is living their life feeling free feeling happy, right? Having a balanced career, like doing what they love. Who's doing that in your life? And for like, for me and the business coaching clients that I have, all of my coaching clients, I am that person for them. Like, they're like, I want what you have. So teach me how you got there. Just like when you came to me, when you were looking to like lose weight, change your body, change your relationship with food, I had done a lot of that work. And I'm like, here, here's all these skills and tools and things. And I'm going to ask you these questions and then you're going to go off and do all the things. Right. (laughs) And it was literally like, this is shit that's worked for me. This is shit that hasn't. And I'm going to ask you the questions because only, you know, the answer, like, I don't have the answers for you. You have the answers within. And sometimes having somebody that mentor to ensure that you're going to be, you are going to do it. Like there's no way you can fail. Um, is going to be so good for you in the times where you want to just say fuck it and throw in the towel and when the resilience has run dry and when you're like oh my god I'm not cut out for this shit and then that person like let's just say it's me right now for the for example mm-hmm. I'm like Alex I have no fucking doubt in my mind that you're going to start a business I'm I've just been waiting for that to happen right <laughs> like you've been complaining about working for somebody since I've met you and I'm like bitch let's go I know you are destined for big things I know you're going to be serving the world in a massive way but I, I can tell you that, but until you're ready to hear it and until you're ready to take the step, it doesn't mean anything. So like, I've never said that, but I'm waiting. I'm like waiting over here. Like this bitch is going to be doing big things. She's about us. And so you're here now. Like, Hey, so I want to do this thing. And then like, let me the fuck up. I'm like, yeah, you have gifts and the world needs them. <laughs> 
Well, first off, even like complaining about working for someone, let's be honest. I never really took people's direction well. Whenever you're like, okay, we're going to do this many lists for this set. I'm like, okay, are you ready? (laughs) No, but I still will do it. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) You've always carved your own path, right? And this is no different. It's a unique path I always carve. (laughs) Did that answer your question? It does. It really does. And it's just, like, so hard to figure out, like, who that person, who that person you want to, like, look up to since it's, like, or, like, you want to have their life because every person you see a snippet of their life. So it's, like, maybe the snippet you see is the one that, like, yeah, this is what I really want. Or maybe there's, like, they have a lot of issues and a lot of things they need to figure out before they feel like they can help someone guide them to that next step. Yeah. So it's, like, I guess it's just, like, so hard to figure out, like, who that right mentor is, but also taking a look like what part of their life are they really excelling and like what part do I really want to excel? Because like I'm nearly 30 and it's like not that that's old or like really super far into my life, but at the same time it's like because all these norms, all these ideas you get from everyone's like, wow, that's like you're so far in your life. You feel like you should have your shit together, but Mm -hmm. no, no one has that. Yeah, It's like, I feel like I'm just back to that being that middle school, high school kid of like, what college do I want to go to? What do I want to do for my, the next four years? Like, where am I going? Yeah, totally. And I think like, that's such a fun place to be. Like it can either stress you the fuck out and make you feel like shit or, and, and you have bouts of both, but I also like to think of it like, it's kind of playful. Like it's, it's fun not knowing because in in a sense like the world is your oyster like there's so many things you can do and that can be paralyzing or it can be exciting and you can kind of feel it out like feel out the waters and I think like for you um finding a mentor figuring out what this path is it's a lot of um searching like shifting from searching for answers outside of yourself and more turning inwards, being quiet, being still, like finding a stillness practice, like meditation or breath work or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and asking yourself because the answers are inside of you. And sometimes, like I can say from example, like the first two years, first two and a half years of my business, I looked for answers all outside of myself. Like I was always asking everybody else, like, what should I do? Like, I don't know how to do this. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, what do I focus on? Like, who do I hire? I remember wondering who I was going to hire for my first like actual business coach. And nobody knew the answer. Like I was looking for it and I sat with it and I felt into it. And eventually I got a ping um, for my current business coach and I, it's like, you, it feels right. You know that feeling? It's like being with your, your fiance. You're like, this mm-hmm. just feels right. That is your intuition. And that is the thing that's going to serve you and your highest good is listening to that and drowning out all of the external stuff, drowning out the noise. And sometimes that means like not going on social media or talking to anybody about it so that you mm-hmm. can find the clarity. Yeah. And that I'm happy you like, said all this because that kind of brings me to my next question so earlier you're mentioning about like it's a great time the world is your oyster you have unlimited possibilities so with it it is stressful trying to figure out like which option to really explore 
-hmm. And so I guess the question for you is, how did you know? Because I I mean, like you just described that feeling, that feeling of like, it's easy, I'm excited, but a lot of things could also feel like that, feel like this could be another option. So how did you drown out your noise to feel like going into coaching was the route for me, or at least the route for me for now? And like, knowing that confidently and putting that belief like this is what I'm putting my energy to totally well I think you just touched upon two words that are so important which is uh right now because when I met you what I was (laughs) doing right I was a personal trainer that's it Mm -hmm. like that's all I was doing I was training clients I was helping them get strong and fit and that was a blast and I had Mm -hmm. so much fucking fun doing it and then after about six months, I was like, huh, I'm pretty interested in the nutrition part. Right. And then I started helping clients with nutrition and I just kind of like got curious. I think curiosity has been a big thing for me. Like just seeing where my interest naturally goes and listening to it. Mm -hmm. And so then I started doing nutrition with my clients and then six months or to a year later, maybe the mindset work. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with the brain and like psychology and understanding why people do things and like all this shit. So it's like, I'm going to start doing mindset with my clients. And like, then it evolved into the emotional side, like how to sit with emotions and like doing all this work. And, and now I'm really solely doing like helping women stop emotionally eating and binge eating and heal their relationship with food. And it's like this evolving journey. If you were to ask me like in 2016, if I would be helping people stop binge eating, I would have been like, what the fuck is binge eating? I didn't even know what that was because I wasn't experiencing it then. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. beautiful part about like life really is that you just, you don't know. Um, And I think the guiding, the guiding lesson for me has always been like, whatever I'm struggling with in my life is usually Mm -hmm. something I will teach, right? So when I met you, I had just lost 30 pounds and I taught weight loss. I taught people how to get uh, fit, how to lose weight, how to get strong. And then it turned into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so it was like, the it's like the 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 age old question of how do you find your purpose, right? And it's like, <laughs> yes, because that's an easy question, yeah, right? It, and it's like <laughs> that's not the question. Like the question, <laughs> the question is like, first of all, the answer to that is you are your purpose. Like your life experience is your purpose, and you get to teach others from your life experience whether it be the skills you've learned, the experiences that you've had, the mistakes you've made. And when you teach from that place, massive shit happens. Mm-hmm. I can say from experience and I can say from experience working with women, working with amazingly talented entrepreneurs, that is it. Like that's the jam. That is the secret sauce. And so like for you, like, I'm going to flip the question to you, right? You're a program manager for leadership development and you work on talent development. Mm -hmm. And why does that like excite you? Like, why do you enjoy it? I've like asked myself this a few times and I guess the short answer is it brings equality into the workplace because 
we always talk about how women aren't excelling in, especially for my field in the tech world where it's very male dominant and that the dollar ratio for like how we're being paid is like 67% of what male makes. And it's all because it comes down to women just do not understand what those corporate rules are, do not understand like what the corporate game to play up because we either opt out because we think it's just distraction, it's noise, or we just don't know how to ask because this, mm. we're just such people pleaser. We also think that if we just listen and follow these rules that our manager set, that those will be rewarded, but that's not how the corporate world works. And so my, my program really focuses on like, what are the skills that males have already kind of taken for granted and use it to excel that we don't inherently have or understand as well. So for me, it's just like, it brings such an equal playing field, but also brings awareness and training around our, the awareness for individuals of like, where are my weaknesses and where can I take that to grow and excel if that's where they choose. And that's like the big thing for me. It's like, they choose to opt into this because I mean, it's just like what you were saying before, like when we first met, like I did not care for things, did not want to do anything. Like even the nutrition, it was hard, like in the beginning when we first worked together, because I was like really thinking, I was like, I'm doing well, I'll do all this stuff. And like, it'll happen instantly because that's how we think things work. It's going to be like, oh, I'll do it for a day, instantly lose a couple of pounds. (laughs) Um, But then like, I remember like, really taking your nutrition with you seriously is like, oh my God, that night when I was like, I have to eat all this protein. I'm literally crying in my chicken because I just can't eat all this. And just like understanding like what it meant to like really choose to like opt in and decide that I'm going to make this commitment. Wow. Alex, there's so much fucking power in what you just said. You give women you re-give, you basically help women reclaim their choice, right? You help women reclaim their ability to opt in because why does that matter to you? Oh, because it just feels like we never really have the choice to opt in. I feel like at least for the workplace, it's like you, when you say we, can you talk about this as it directly has related to your past experience? Oh yeah. So for me, it's just like, you, like, for me, it's always feels like you're either in that inner group of people with your manager or that leadership group that, like, you're going to get chosen to get, like, that promotion, that next step, or you're going to be outside of that group looking in, mm-hmm. so, and I felt like I was always that part where, like, I'm working so hard, like, when I first met you, I mean, I told you, like, I used to work at four, start my day at 4 a.m., go to bed at midnight, and I'd be working so hard, and I would just be, like, thrown to, like, the curb every single time, even though I was listening to my manager, I was following, like, the guidelines and rules that, like, I thought my team set out so that I could get for that, that growing in the company vertically, but just, like, was never there, because I never... I like I didn't play by the rules that like were set out Mm. and so for me this is just like so important to be able to bring that awareness to people at least like in my programs because that's not what it is it's just I 
I chose to not look at it more carefully because I didn't, no one ever taught me like what those rules are, Mm -hmm. what those guidelines, but more importantly, that I had a choice to be able to say like, I want to be a part of this or I want to step out and continue doing what I'm doing because I'm satisfied where I am, even though that wasn't the case. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So basically your lived experience in work and growing up in your household, right? Like, mm-hmm. because it was not like, what are, what is your nationality? Just so that everyone- I'm Taiwanese. Okay. I'm a hundred percent Taiwanese. Okay. So, uh, Alex came to me too, having like very clear expectations from parents too. Like, right. Like you oh, yeah. had very, we could talk about that too, but also you had pressure on you to look a certain oh, yeah. way be a certain way to do things. You don't ask questions, follow the rules, just show the fuck up mm-hmm. and do things. Right. So no yeah. wonder why that's what you, that was conditioning from you. Right. And yeah, on the other side of that now. Right. And it's like, holy crap, I was living for everybody else. Yeah. And that was a big flip side. And just to like give everyone a little backstory too, of like the severity of it for me, it's like, so I'm first generation in the U.S. for my family. I'm one of four kids. I'm number three. So I've had two examples before me who also live, breathe that whole life where we are expected to get straight A's. We play all the instruments. Like I play the violin, piano, viola, like completely stereotypical. (laughs) And like, I was always interested in sports. So like I played volleyball, varsity volleyball in high school and picked up ultimate frisbee in college and I've been playing since and so like to me like my parents always made that impression of like grades came first like I had to become the stereotypical like doctor lawyer engineer like computer science person thing I still don't know what those life is <laughs> and like the fact that I'm not like five seven less than a hundred pounds stereotypical like pale Taiwanese girl like I'm like definitely like five seven maybe like I don't know my weight anymore but like mostly muscle like very athletic built and always tan throughout the whole year it's like I look so opposite of like what the traditional Taiwanese girl looks like and so like with it, it's like put all that impressions like I think it's just like I recently was talking with you Sam about like the fact of like I'm showing up day by day in different ways but like because it doesn't fall in the norm of like what that impression of like my colleagues, my family, my anyone else in my world who like, minus the the friends and family who like know I show up in different ways, but like those people who like, I have this weird assumption or like expectations Mm -hmm. that like, because of like how I was like brought up, like I have to put that, I have to like put that first because for some reason, they they define my value, and that's not true. Mm. And it's just so hard to get that flip side of, like, understanding of, like, the last 20-ish years of, like, that value they put on me, it's, like, their own expectation of my value, rather than my value that I'm going to, ex- like, define. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, rewriting your story, ultimately, right? And, like, showing up in your power and like reclaiming your most authentic self and this new venture that you are taking, you are on the route to is you making a stand for all of the things you bought into 
all the beliefs you bought into while you were in the workplace or growing up. It's like, whoa, I've had all, like, you didn't have the equality, one. You didn't know that you had to not play by these certain rules, whatever those rules were. And now Mm -hmm. that you're on the other side of those rules and you have found the things that make you happy and fill you up and you're owning your worth and your power, you're like, God damn it. These women, (laughs) they're just, they got the wrong people with them, right? Oh yeah. It's just so hard. And it's like, even like what you were saying, like, oh, it's like my interests, like that really guided me. And it's like, I honestly, like, I'll say for this is like, I decided to do a change in my career for job security because I knew like with the pandemic, our talent development would like, division would be 100% set for. So like, I made that like move without really thinking about it. But like, I'm at the end of the day, I am happy for it because like meeting these other women in this program, my program is max 20 people a year. And like everything that I went through from my career change to the things I do to try to figure out like how do I either make more money get that better title make sure that I can have some kind of work-life balance because shocking super workaholic here if you guys couldn't get that um high achievers (laughs) (laughs) um and like understanding of like how do I reclaim like my expectation for myself so that I can live the life I want to be but also understand like what that life means to me because like it's changed too like I realized like five years ago when we first met like it was so different from what it is now mm-hmm. yeah 100% I think a question you can ask yourself and you guys listening to if you're thinking about making the leap is like what does freedom um mean for me like what does that feel like what does it look like what does it taste like what does it smell like like what is it right? For me, that was, I want to be able to travel the world and do what I love. Like, that's it. It's, it's actually pretty simple. I just want to see the world. Um, I want to explore. I want to do fun shit. Uh, I want to go to all the countries, eat all the food, see all the cultures, and still be able to live in my purpose. And I'm there. Like, I, every, everything that I do from this point forward is a bonus. Like, any money I make is a bonus. Any more clients I get is a bonus. And I was not there five years ago. I was very much in like, I need all the money I can get. Oh my God, I'm freaking out, man. (laughs) And it's like, when you have that idea of what freedom looks like and feels like, you can start working towards it. Uh, Because then you have a a vision. And when you Mm -hmm. have the vision, you have a guide, right? Like you have the, oh, okay, I'm heading in this direction. And that makes you, or that allows you to say no to the things that don't move your life ahead and in that direction and say a hell yes to the things that do. And I think saying more no's is so important when you are taking the path less traveled. Yeah, I actually did want to ask you with like the fact that like you just mentioned this is perfect about saying no more because one thing is like just like a myth is when you make your career you have to start from the bottom and work your way up and how did you feel like saying no helped you being like I'm not going to start from the bottom because I do have a lot of relatable skills that relate that I can transfer to this new career yeah I think the the concept of the bottom like 
I've, I guess I've just never, I've never looked at it like, oh, I have to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. I thought of it that way when I was in architecture and when I was in like the more corporate space. Mm-hmm. Um, but working for myself, I haven't thought about that. It was more just like, I'm less experienced because like the more experience I have at something, the better I'll be. And right. Too, right? It's like, you get really good at playing ultimate frisbee by playing ultimate frisbee and not by playing the trombone right and it's like for me i get really good at being a coach and or by being a podcaster by coaching a lot and by podcasting a lot and when i first started podcasting yo go back and like listen to the first few episodes i don't even know what that was like that was not <laughs> podcasting right but like i had to start somewhere so it's like the thing that i think is like so important and i wish that somebody had told me it would have made me do all these newer things sooner but hey you was you like you learn and it's all good is like the the messy action like no one gets to skip that first rough draft nobody gets mm-hmm. to skip the messiness of starting something like nobody 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 i don't care if you're martyr fucking stewart i don't care if you're tony robbins i don't care who you are you don't get to skip it And that's no different for you and I. Like, I had a really messy first phase because I didn't really have, and I didn't ask for it, but I didn't really have the support. Like, I just went out it, like, on my own in a way. You know, I had Mm -hmm. my, this mentor, but he didn't really, like, know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. He just believed in me. Mm -hmm. So... By having, like, now, for me, I have a coach, and that is incredibly helpful for me getting out of my own way, but I think, like, to answer your question, it's, it's, a, it's more like <laughs> we all get to have the really, really messy phase, and there's, there's a lot of beauty in that. It's like when you're an artist, and you paint your first painting, like, and then you look back on it in a year, and you're like, wow that's what I thought was my, like, that's what was my best then. And this is my best now. And then you can keep doing that. And it's like such a cool uh, reference point because if I didn't have those first emails, like coaching emails, I I would Mm -hmm. never actually acknowledge how far I've come. Oh, that's like a great way to reframe that and like look at that perspective. Because I think, I mean, for me, it's definitely like, I like would work more again in like the corporate world and corporate setting and like starting your own business. It's like, it's really hard to figure out like I'm less experienced. So X, Y, and Z, it's going to be here are all the reasons not to do it for it. And it's just like, that's the only way for you to be able to gain the confidence to be able to be like, well, I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to excel and it's going to be great because I just did it. And I'm gaining the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the um, double entendre or whatever that phrase is. That's like, um, you know, if you're applying for a job, like a first time position, uh, you're yeah, like, have to have experience. You're like, what? This is my first job. How can I have experience? Right. <laughs> so it's like, where's the loophole? Like, okay, cool. Like, how do we just get our foot in the door? Like, how do we just start? How? Like, what's the first step I can take? And that helps us get out of the like overwhelm anxiety and the fear because it's the fear 
that like the fear mm-hmm. is real like the fear of changing the fear of leaving the fear of making the leap the fear of what are other people going to think or say or judge you for believe me i've had all those fears and sometimes i still do um and like my family especially i think like the closer people to, are to you the more mm-hmm. fear you have yeah and i remember like you know my dad i love him and i know he loves me but when I started my business, one of the first things he said to me was, well, what are you going to do when your business fails, when the economy crashes? And like, he wasn't saying it because he wanted me to fail. Right. But like, he was saying it because he cared about my security and safety. But like, I can't tell you how many times when I first started out that that like really fucked with me. Cause I was like, he's right. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And there were so many days where I was just like head in the sand. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, who am I to think I could ever start a coaching business? Like, this is stupid. Right. And then I'm like, then other people were like, Sam, get out of here. Like you are so good at it. Like, you know, like there was the people that believed in me. And I just realized like there's certain people that you can talk to that feel safe and that want Mm -hmm. to lift you up and encourage you. And there's certain people that aren't there yet that are living in fear. And so why would they want to promote you taking a leap into the unknown? And it's often the people that are living from a place of like trust that are going to empower people to shift from living in fear to living in trust and living in belief and faith that they can do it. And knowing that like you've always figured it out and you will continue to always figure it out. Like the universe has your back. Truly, I believe that. And it's like trusting that like you are so good you're a lot stronger than you think and you're creative and resourceful as fuck when you have to be (laughs) yeah that's something we've all lived through our like poor 20s and like or the like the poor college kid and like we all survived we may not have eaten anything but like rice peanut butter jelly sandwiches the ramen but like we did it (laughs) yeah exactly like you find ways to make sacrifices to like make your dream happen and if your dream is big enough then it becomes a goal when you start taking action towards it and like the other shit that doesn't matter just falls to the wayside and truly like that's what happened for me I was like I actually don't care what anybody says anymore because I want this so badly and I don't want to be in my current circumstance And that was the thing that was just like, it's just not like the the fear is I'll deal with the fear if I can get out of this because I don't want to be here anymore. And it was worth it for me. It was worth, it was worth it. And sometimes it does take some like pressure to build up for you to make the jump. And sometimes not like, sometimes you just are like, well, fuck it. There's never going to be another time. Let's just go, baby. (laughs) The time is now. Man, it just sounds like regardless of like, no matter how afraid you are, how nervous you are, it's just like, you just got to do it. Just pull the trigger. Yeah. And I think, I think personifying fear has been really helpful for me. Like I, um, I've turned him, like I've created a fear gremlin and anytime I'm scared to do anything, I talk to him and I'm like, Hey bro, like I see you. Like he looks like this little, um, like Pac-Man, like ghost character. (laughs) really weird but that's who he is and he's just in my best interest like that's how our brain works we he like our brain wants to keep us safe and does not like change and that fear is just a normal response from that part of our brain and so if we acknowledge that and we know that that's what it is it's just trying to keep us safe and protected from harm 
then we can be like, okay, hey, fear, what's up? I see you. I appreciate you trying to keep me safe, but uh, I'm going to go over there towards Karen. <laughs> Thanks. Peace out. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. And literally, like, I have been doing that so much lately. And it's so fun. It's like a game because fear is usually when where there's fear is usually the thing you need to do next. It's like fear is your biggest teacher. And when you lean into it, like that edge is where magic happens. I know like we, I, we like, you don't have that much more time. Um, but the last question I want to ask is like, when did you feel like from making your career choice, when did you feel like yeah, I made the best choice I could ever have made. Because it's definitely not that first time where like, I'm doing it because there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of nervousness of like, oh man. It's like going down that roller coaster. Like that first hill is like, this is going to be really fun, but I don't know what I'm going to, like what I, what to expect. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I think, hmm. So to be honest, I, I still have fear. Like there's always going to be a fear in my mind because this was the first fear I ever had was like the, oh my God, like my business is going to crash and die and I'm going to end up under a bridge. Like that's a fear that exists, but the noise, like I've turned the volume down on that fear so low it's there, but it's at like, I don't give it much attention. Mm -hmm. And I think really like the feeling of like, quote unquote, I made it was, <laughs> it was actually, um, it was at some point last year where I was burning myself into the ground. Like I had so many clients. I mean, it was amazing. I had a lot of work, but I had no life. And uh, I remember talking to Kurt and he was like, and I said to him, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I working so fucking hard? Like, I'm fine here. Like, I don't need to, like, there was this feeling of like, it was never enough. Like Mm -hmm. I was always doing more, always trying to make more, always trying to have more clients. And I'm like, I can just, I'm so happy right now. Like I love my clients and I am, I have found a number, like a certain amount of money that I need to make per month to cover my expenses and to give me the life I want. And any more is bonus. Like I just need, I need to know what that number is. And for me, that number was literally like, okay, cool. I need to be able to make at least like $4,000, like take home Mm -hmm. for me to live my life. And I'm like, that's not that much money, really. Like I don't have that big of needs, but I also want to do other stuff. So I'm like, okay, as long as I'm making $4,000 a month, right. With, with that's with zero expenses, Mm -hmm. I'm good. And I was like, I'm making way beyond that. So what am I doing? Right. Like I was burning myself into the ground. And I had, I had this list, um, I had a whiteboard and Kurt had a bunch of things on his side, probably like mm-hmm. four things on my side. I had like 12 fucking goals. It was like, pay off my student loan, blah, blah, blah. Like do all these things. And he's like, you see that board over there? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, wow, I have a lot more goals, huh? And, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I literally just like put my fist down on the table and I'm like, no, like all those goals are bonus, but you know, what's actually most important is my fucking happiness right now. And I just erased all the goals and I wrote happiness right now. And I was like, Oh my God, that is literally it. It doesn't, it didn't make sense to me until that moment, but it's like, when you do the things that bring you joy and that light you up, 
abundance mm-hmm. follows. And as soon as I stopped chasing all these external things, I was like, oh my God, I'm here. Like I quote unquote made it. Right. And like realizing that there's never, uh, you're never going to arrive at the, at the place because as soon as you arrive, you're always going to want more. And it's like when we can be like so grateful in what we have and like cherishing what we have. And then everything more than that is just fucking a gift from the universe and all the expansiveness. It's like, oh my God, we are so lucky. Like we are so blessed. And honestly, that shift for me was so huge because I wasn't chasing things anymore. I was just like with myself, doing the things, loving my clients, right? If they left me, great. There's going to be more. Like what's not meant for me is going to go over there. And what's for me won't pass me. And like fully trusting that like there is a plan and I will be okay. And I think like when I made that internal shift, the like inner knowing, that's Mm -hmm. when it felt like I got there, even though nothing had changed. I was just like, oh, I'm here. I'm in it. This is beautiful. I'm not in my nine to five that was making me want to gouge my eyeballs out and causing a lot of inner turmoil and depression and anxiety. (laughs) And I, I read the note that I wrote to myself back in 2015 of how depressed I was. And when I read that, it was like, oh my God, I'm at the place that I wanted to be five years ago. I'm here. Like I'm literally here. I wrote like my dream life and I had it. I have it right now. And I was doing all this external, like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's not about all the moreness. It's about the now. <laughs> and that's just like so hard to always remember. Cause it's like, like when taking this leap, moving into even like a new career, even at the same company, it's just like, it's so hard to remember that because we always figure out like, well, how's that going to affect me later? What is that going to look like later? Because not only for yourself, but like the people around you, it's like Mm -hmm. everyone always asks you like, what do you want to want in the future? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be? And it's just like, it's so hard to always just focus on this moment. What am I want to do next week? Maybe at the end of this month, Mm -hmm. maybe just tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for me, um, the way that I remember is sticky notes because I forget. And I'll be the first person to tell you that. Like I I had this, I had a breakdown fucking like three days ago. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, oh my God. And I had to come back home to that truth, which is I am good. I am safe here. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And like, I have these stickies, like look inside, right. Or like feel as if it already happened. And then asked, how did I get there? And it's like, oh, right. The, this is the truth. When I get lost in the chaos of things or like life happening or stress, it's like, how do I return home to myself? And it's, it's often through meditation, through stillness, being in nature and my sticky notes. Yeah, that's definitely something. I mean, you know me, I was always, and still am always late to every appointment. Can't show up on time to anything and always will forget things as Tom is my reminder and calendar to everything. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So it's like, how can you keep yourself remembering what your truth is? For me, it's stickies because it's so damn obvious. It's literally in front of my face, right? And like affirmations and writing this stuff down in the morning until you don't have to remember it anymore because it's just who you are. 
yeah, that's something I definitely need to do. Probably include that in my routine of things. Cause like with the routine of for like working out with my, like my relationship with food, it's now become like pretty second nature where it's like, oh, I didn't work out yesterday. So I'll definitely make time the next day or make sure I do it, like schedule it in for the week while food's like, I now pre-plan everything of like, whether it's like I pre-make it or like, this is my food schedule for the week. So I know to take time away from my, my desk to actually go cook it and enjoy and de-stress. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's the same exact thing. It's like, you have to remind, you get to remind yourself until it's a habit whether it's a, um, emotional habit, whether it's a mental habit soon, just like you shifting from the place of victim to the growth mindset, like mm-hmm. that took practice. And now that's just your default. You're always looking for the, the solutions or the, um, the forward instead of looking back and sticking in the frustrated and stickiness, right? It's like, you're, you're looking forward. You're not looking back and that's a learned habit, right? Like you can have mental habits. You can have emotional habits. You can have physical habits. That's a habit. So it's just like, and, and now you embody it. Now you don't even think about it consciously. You're just like, oh yeah, I just, this is how I think now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you embody the belief that you are trying so hard to uh, remember. You don't need to remember it anymore because it's who you are. So it's like when that knowledge drops from your head to your body, you don't, there's no need to remember it because it's, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah. I like, that's the one thing, like, I think this is, like, the hardest part of, like, trying to change from what, at least for me, it's, like, what I grew up with to everything I've, like, learned from being in the nine-to-five job of, like, pushing that routine to being, like, focusing on me because every single time when you have these other expectations from family, from coworkers, like, it's always like, how are you going to perform for us? Like, what are, how are you going to show up for us rather than like focusing on how I'm going to show up for myself? How am I going to maintain myself? How am I going to make sure that I'm happy, but balanced and like pursuing what I need to do? Well, I think that's the biggest question, right? Is (laughs) how can you get your needs met? Right? Like what do you want? And, um, I, I would suggest like doing a, a visualization, um, taking like 30 minutes to an hour. This can be like a super fun thing. I've done this. I do this every, I don't know, three to six months where I just like go outside into nature and I literally visualize like what the next year to three years are going to look like, like what it's going to feel like. It could be something I'm not even doing right now. It's just like, getting super curious and creative, like, where am I going to be in the world? What am I going to be doing, right? The more you practice that, the more it feels really fucking good and the more you're going to want it. And Mm -hmm. the more the stuff that's in your life that's not really like lighting you the F up is just going to fall away. And you're going to be like, that's just not for me anymore. Like, I'm just in this next chapter. And it's up to you, right, to create whatever that dream is. And so having the clarity and the space to do it, um, like carving out that time and making the time to do it is so fun. And it's also so hard for adults to do because they're like, it's, it's definitely not taught to us to play and to be imaginative and be creative. But honestly, that is where all of the mojo is, is like in that playful, fun, creative space where you really get to create quite literally your future. 
Yeah, I think if I were to just do that right now, big thing would be like pandemic done, <laughs> pandemic over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, totally. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, acknowledging all the shit you can control and then all the things you can. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, pandemic is eventually going to end. Can't wait for that. That's going to be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> and what is the pandemic teaching us? Like, what is it? What is the pandemic giving us space to realize or space to allow? For you, it was working in talent development, right? And like, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. crap, this is cool. Like, equality, like, giving women a choice, giving women the, um, the opportunity to make a different choice. And maybe that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. And so it's like, okay, seeing it as, yeah, it fucking sucks. And I don't want to wear a mask anymore. And it's also a pretty cool opportunity for us to slow down and to find what we love and sit with ourselves and like ask ourselves hard questions. Um, and it's a great opportunity to like, if you're going to make a change, like, it's now is a great time. I mean, we could say that in COVID or not, but now is always a good time. Yeah, no, that's definitely for sure. It's definitely, it took a while to see that silver lining, but it's definitely the more and more I think about it, the more time I spend doing these reflections, visualization, like it definitely has, I feel more and more grateful for these opportunities of things. And I think that's just like, something even what you were just saying before of like practicing that more building that habit around it and being able to imagine it so I know like what that yes that no is going to look like but more importantly understand like if working at a company is what I need and what I want or it's like do I need to just say fuck it and just take that leap and just go for it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, girl. And you can do it. Like I, like I told you, it's, you are going to be ready. Like you'll know when you're ready. You'll know. Mm-hmm. There'll be built up pressure. There'll be excitement. <laughs> There'll be fear. Right. But, um, the, the feeling that you want to have is like, if you close your eyes and say the thing, you want to feel like expansiveness in your chest, not constriction. Because the expansiveness is, that's the next thing. Constriction is, like, way too fucking scary, not right now. Right. Like, maybe for you, like, that, the, that like, not right now, restrict, like, constricted feeling was two years ago or whatever the hell. And maybe now it's more opening. And you're, like, open to it. You're, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Get a little curious around it, right? So, like, <laughs> just, like, seriously using your emotions to help you. They're so smart. Your body is so smart. It's way smarter than your head. And tuning into how things feel is truly the way to step into your next level. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to go do a guided, uh, some sort of visualization and feeling into that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right after my walk with my dog. 100%. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Move some of that energy around. Are you feeling like excited? Like what are, how are you feeling after our conversation? I feel more excited. I feel more confident that I know what the next step looks like Mm -hmm. and like definitely know that like, I mean, you've mentioned it like very unique and like I definitely make my own path of things and like 
I don't think following that classic nine to five is what I need or what will fulfill me. And it's just like figuring out like, is it does, is it going to be starting my own business and what that looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even in how you just said that, when you said the words nine to five, your body got all funky, your energy went down. (laughs) Right. So like I can tell, right. And like, you don't see that and you don't maybe hear it yet. But if you listen back, when you listen back to this podcast, mm-hmm. I want you to listen to how your energy gets super excited when you talk about the expansiveness or the possibilities and how you sound really like, hmm, when you're like in your nine to five. <laughs> and it's not to say that like your life sucks. It's more just like, it's not fulfilling you in the way that you know something can. And that's right. It. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And it's just like, I still am like worried and like everything that you're just saying, like when we first started, it was just like, how do I drown out that, just the noise, the worry, the fear, those gremlins of like, just ban- like getting them away. Cause it's just like, that's what everyone else does. So it's just like, how do I, f- and like, we're very social creatures. So it's like, how do I make sure, like pull away from that mm-hmm. to be an individual to stand out when it's just so hard. Like we spent so much time trying to fit in that trying to be different just feels wrong. You know, that's like kind of what we have been trying to do. Like the fact that we complain or make fun of people who are just so basic, but it's like, they're just normal. That's just like, they're like following those norms, but we think it's so wrong. But like, we want everyone to stand out based on like the clothes they wear and like what they do and this and that. And it's just like, pick a side. This is, this is too hard trying to figure this out. <laughs> Yeah. And I think like for you, like, it's like, you don't have to try to be different, right? Like you are just different because you're Alex Chang. Like that's fucking it. Right. Like mm-hmm. just like me, like no one's going to be Sam Altieri. Like, sorry guys, it's just not going to happen. And people are people because of who they are, not what they wear or what they look like or any of that stuff. It's their energy. Right. Who they are. It's their, the beautiful parts of them, um, the shadow and the lights. And when you can own your gifts, own your power and acknowledge that fear and worry and doubt and all those things, those are all valid. And I have all those too. Every single person that's successful has all of those still all the time mm-hmm. that we choose to turn the volume down. And sometimes the volume doesn't get turned down and we have moments of freak out. And that is, that's just a human experience. Um, and like normalizing that like successful people still have fear they acknowledge it. It's very real. And just go and look at any single celebrity, like when shit happens and like things go wrong, like that stuff gets publicized and whatever, just like any influencer that you see, like, yes, the social media highlight reel is a real thing and it can make you feel so inferior. And it's like, nah, man, I just had a breakdown to Kurt two nights ago in bed about how all this shit, like my anxiety and this and this and this, and what do you see on my Instagram? You don't see me crying in bed. Like, no. <laughs> so just remembering, like, we all have our shit, right? And um, getting it out of your head, like, putting it on paper, venting, therapy, whatever method that you need to feel like, oh, okay, got that out. Next. <laughs> and just, like, vocalizing the fear. Because when you talk about it, it becomes less of, like, a thing. Yeah. And that's the one thing. It, it's, like, so hard to remember like because that's what you were just saying like what you see on the social media about you Mm -hmm. it's like I would never 
I mean, granted, I also have heard these in the past of like, but still, if I just saw you just based on that, like I would think something so differently, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like remembering that's like, we only show a certain side to people or that like the fact that like everyone focuses on themselves so much and we focus so much on what other people think about us. It's just like so detrimental. It's just so hard to get out of that space. Yeah. Well, it's hard if you say it's hard. It doesn't have to be hard. Um, True. Put boundaries in place so that it gets to be easier. Right. No, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe in you. I know it's going to be, it's going to be a journey for you. I'm here for it. I'm excited. We're going to have to do a follow-up episode on where you are like in 2021, same time. Um, and that will give you the accountability to take action if that's the thing that you want to do. Yeah, definitely. I will say summer of 2021. Let's see where I'm at. Fuck yeah. Let's go, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) I'm excited too. I'm like a lot of nervousness, a lot of fear, but overall still really excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect place to be. There's, there's, um, you're more excited than scared. And it's like, okay, cool. That's good. You want to have more excitement than fear. And then that's the, that is like the sweet spot. Cause then that gets Mm -hmm. you to like move, move your butt. And you're like, all right, I'm doing it. Hello fear. What's up? I'm walking by you. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so excited for you, dude. And I just want to acknowledge you for sharing your story also. Um, and showing up here and just asking the question, because I know that people listening, like have the exact same questions there is so many people right now in the collective that are wanting to make a change or wanting to take a leap and they're scared and they don't even know how to start and they feel like it's not even possible for me and uh alex is a reminder that is very possible and i am a reminder that it is fucking possible baby and (laughs) i just want to empower you to really acknowledge the fear say hasta la vista to it and take that first step. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just take the first step and the other steps will 100% fall off. So, Uh, I love you, girl. I love you too. Thanks for having me. And thanks for letting me even talk about, have the space to talk about it. Cause I think that's a big thing that we are all missing. It's like, we don't have that space to talk about it. And just this hour we've been chatting, like from the beginning to the end, I feel so different from, how I feel about this and the change I, the leap I want to make. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity opportunity. Of course. I'm so excited. And I couldn't be any more proud of all the progress you've made. You've turned into like, I shouldn't say you've turned into, you've reclaimed your confidence and badassery. Like it was always inside of you and now it's, now it's out ready to rumble. And I'm excited to see where you, where you go next. I'm excited too. We'll see what happens. Hell yeah. Summer 2021, you guys. Tune in for a round two of this podcast with Alex. <laughs> um, and when you have something running, um, let me know so that I can share on my story. And for people following this episode, they can kind of stay up to date with what you're doing. Yeah, you'll be first to know. Yay. Okay. Amazing. Well, I love you and I will talk to you soon. Love you too. And I'll talk to you soon too. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and a huge shout out to my past client and now friend Alex for just getting super vulnerable and sharing her story and allowing me to share mine. I think that there can be so much fear around making a leap, whether it's making a leap from a nine to five or making a leap changing jobs or making a leap in your life, anything that requires discomfort and fear and courage. Um, when we have the confidence built up from doing hard things often it's much easier to make the leap and trust that you're going to be okay so i really hope that this episode has helped you whether you're trying to leave your nine to five or whether you're just trying to do some hard shit you can do this you have courage you are so powerful and unstoppable and i am so excited to hear how this episode resonated with you you can screenshot the episode tag me on instagram at salty lifts and let me know if it resonated and i cannot wait to see you on the next episode